When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week, the Sustainable Success way. I hope that you're having a great week. You found us here at the Voice American Influencers Channel, and welcome to all the new listeners. Today, we're going to be having a special guest that we're going to be sharing insights to leadership and building teams. And if you are new to us, you could also check us out on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There, we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help elevate your business to the next level, including your personal success. Check us out there at Sustainable Success 2017. For those that are active listeners to Sustainable Success, you know, 2022 is right around the corner. For those that are looking to uh, put together their 2022 plans, whether if it's in your business in itself or personal, feel free to run it by us here at Sustainable Sustainable Success. We'll be happy to look at it and provide any feedback and direction that we can help you move your business forward into 2022. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. They are a new social media community platform dedicated to, to bringing together alumni from all generation types. This is a great opportunity to not only reconnect with people that you went to school with, but meet new people for the first time from your school. And this is a great way, perhaps, that you could land your next job opportunity, perhaps a business venture or doing something together with someone you haven't talked to in a long time. This takes all the noise out of social media, no notifications, and gives you the opportunity in a genuine, authentic way to reconnect and uh, create meaningful conversations with the people that really matter in your life going forward. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Today, we're going to be focusing today on uh, grow strong leaders and teams. And I love this topic. And we have the right person that is going to be sharing this with you today. Somebody that I personally know, and she just brings it each and every time. And I'm looking forward to hearing from her. Her name is Meredith Bell. And Meredith is the co-founder and president of Performance Support Systems, an acronym PSS. Her company publishes books and software tools that help companies grow strong leaders and teams by improving the way they connect with each other. Merit is a host of the popular Grow Strong Leaders podcast and co-author of two books, Connect With Your Team and Peer Coaching Made Simple, with their business partner, Dr. Dennis Coates. In them, Meredith and Denny provide step-by-step guides for improving communication skills and serving as a peer coach to someone else. You're going to be able to get all these details about Meredith here later in the show, Add her and all the products at her website at growstrongleaders.com. And again, we'll make sure that we're going to emphasize that here later in the show. And without further ado, we welcome Meredith Bell to the show. Meredith, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm excellent, Chris. I've been looking forward to our conversation for quite a while now. Great. I am looking forward today. I mean, this is a topic that I, I love. I mean, you and I have talked about leadership uh, and growing teams in the past. and you know, now with, you know, this, this uncertain world that we live in with COVID and everything and how companies have had to learn how to operate in different ways, in, you know, with many cases with people working remote, 
Let's talk about why, you know, with this environment that we're in today, why it's imperative that we have strong leaders to build better teams. Well, when you have people working remotely, you know, we need that human connection anyway. And when we don't have it in person, it's really critical that we keep people engaged. We keep them motivated, inspired, and and feeling safe, really. You know, there are so many uncertainties that have happened over the last two years. And so if we know that as a as a person working in a company, if we know that our boss has our back and is really eager to keep us connected, that helps us still feel a part of things. And we all need that sense of purpose, that sense of belonging. And so the leader is the one that, to me, sets the stage for all of that. It's It can be done on an individual basis, but boy, it sure saves a lot of time and energy if the person who is managing a group of people demonstrates through their own example, what does it look like to really communicate well, connect, you know, being being interested in someone as a human being, not just in terms of what they can contribute, you know, to the uh, results of this particular team or project or company, but to feel that I matter, that I'm important. That to me is one of the most important things a leader needs to think creatively about. How can I do that? on a continuous basis. Mm, I love that. Like, how do I matter? And, you know, many cases people, you know, especially in in today's world, don't feel like they matter. They feel like they're just a number. They're just, they're they're wearing multiple hats. They're they're being asked to do more than what their role uh, entails and when they were hired. Talk about, you know, like leaders leading by example. You mentioned that. Like, what are some people you know, when you think about that word leader, what is it really meaning? It, it, you know, oftentimes people say it's not a title, right? It's not a title. It's a, it's a how we conduct ourselves, how we be an example. If you could expand on that, because I love that leading by example concept. Mm-hmm. Well, when we think about being a leader, no matter what your title is, who am I being in this moment? Who, mm-hmm. you know, what am I bringing to this organization, to this task, to these people that I work with. And I think one of the things that's so important is looking at the word serve. How can I best serve others? And that often means being willing to do a lot of the communication skills that we talk about in our book, starting with listening You know, how can I show that I'm really interested in hearing what this person has to say, whether it's a creative new idea they want to introduce, whether it's a concern they need to express, I want to make sure that I show up as a person who is open to listening, to being curious about what's going on. And that requires setting aside the need to judge, criticize, evaluate, um, you know, so that I can truly tune in to this other person. Because when I do that, whether it's one-on-one or with a group, then the odds increase dramatically that we can get some really good things done. Because people feel that, you know, 
the uh, the, that I'm the one who's really listening well Mm -hmm. to get what it is they want to express, no matter whether it's positive, negative, anywhere on that continuum. When they feel like I am walking alongside with them and not, say, in opposition to them, that's huge because. When you think about bringing out the best in other people, which to me is a key aspect of leadership, that means building a strong foundation of trust. And people only feel that they can trust me if I'm being straight with them and they feel that I have their best interests at heart. I, lo- I love that. And and, and if, you, if you could expand uh, about the listening part, because I think that is so imperative what separates a strong leader from just say your average leader, someone that really truly knows how to communicate. The listening part is so critical. We have two ears, one mouth. There's there's a term they they coin active listening. What would that mean, Meredith, if somebody is hearing that for the first time and why that's so important for building strong a strong work culture and a strong work teams in your business? Great. There's two aspects that I want to talk about first. One is listening really requires a lot of effort. That's why it's hard. Most people, if you ask them, are you a good listener? They'll say, oh yeah. But what listening often is, is just waiting for our turn to talk. Yeah. And that really isn't because when we're focused on what we want to say next or how we want to respond to what somebody's saying, we're not really tuned in to all the nuances around what they're trying to say to us. So when I talk about listening, I'm not talking about just listening to the words that are being spoken. We're paying attention to their tone of voice, to their body language. If we're able to see them, you know, the facial expressions, the things that aren't being said, all of that. So we're picking up sort of the vibe of the other person, not just the words. The other thing about listening is sometimes people think, oh, that means I can't say anything. Not at all. That's another reason listening is hard, because it requires us to interact with the person in an appropriate way, meaning that we want to ask further questions to make sure we really are getting what they're saying so we can check to clarify Wait, let me stop you a second. It sounds like you're saying da 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 da. Is that right? Do I have that right? So that we're not jumping off in assumptions and in our minds going down a particular path and responding in a totally inappropriate way or wrong way because we didn't track correctly. The other thing about listening is really helping the other person clarify their own thinking. And that, again, goes back to asking good questions to get them to think more deeply about what it is that they're expressing. So they might look at the why behind what it is they're trying to tell you. Um, All of those together make up somebody that's committed to hearing this other person. And that also means, Chris, focusing on eliminating external and internal distractions. So that means, you know, things like turning off the phone um, or all those messages that come in, not looking at email, because I find if I'm on a phone call, it really helps me to close my eyes. I'm visually blocking out any potential distractions 
We can't do that, obviously, in a face-to-face. But the greater distraction is not usually external. It's internal, our own thoughts, our own ideas that we start formulating, and then we miss some of what the other person is saying. So I think that elimination of distractions is another critical part to being an effective listener. Wow. No, that's so true. And would it be safe to say, if I heard correctly, Meredith, if when when as a leader, if we can be act, using active listening on a consistent basis, it's not something we do once in a while, but being consistent, using discipline, does that over time pl- can be can play a role in helping others that 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 are working for that leader to do the same over time? I'm not saying everybody does it verbatim, but you know, but you likely will see that rub off on other people in a positive well, way. Absolutely, you know, we all are watching other people to see because we are a community-based group, you know, of humans, um, you know, what's the acceptable, what's the appropriate way to respond? So when we see the leader being respectful, waiting to let people finish what they're saying and not interrupting, that sets a standard that others definitely watch and observe and pick up. And one other thing about listening well in terms of active listening, is this idea of empathy, where we really are picking up the feelings that the other person is expressing and looking at um, checking that out with them again, either in the form of a statement that they can either agree or disagree with or a question like, you know, it sounds like you're really frustrated. Have I got that right? Or you're really frustrated just to state it and give them a chance to respond to it yeah. and say, yes, that is exactly how I'm feeling or no, no, no. It just, that's coming across. But what I'm really, what's really underneath that is this. So we give them an opportunity to respond and again, keep us on track. All of that, Chris communicates, I care about you. Mm. And you know, that whole thing of you matter, what we, what you say is important and when somebody feels that we get them, the, the investment we've made in doing that is huge in terms of return with, with trust and then the resulting productivity and performance. Yeah. I mean, the way, what I heard what you said, Meredith, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, it's, it, you know, we're not listening to respond. We're, we're listening to, to relate and understand someone because when somebody feels related to they're more likely through your your questions to really arrive at what's really important to them or what's actually getting in their way or bothering them. And they feel that because they feel related to, they're more likely to you know get closer to you. They're more likely to work with you. They're more likely to be open to ideas, suggestions. So that's what I got from what you shared. And that is, I mean, really so true. And I've seen that in so many cases that people that do practice active listening, but it's it's definitely not easy. What would be that? And we could talk about it in the second uh, half uh, or the second segment. But in the last, you know, go two minutes until we have go to break. What would you recommend for leaders that are looking to become stronger leaders to get better at active listening? What would you recommend that they do to become better listeners? For one thing, notice when somebody needs to speak with you, because sometimes people are shy or hesitant for whatever, you know, reasons they've conjured up in their own mind, they're hesitant to speak up. 
So a leader needs to raise their their own awareness to ask a person, this sounds like that's something you'd like to talk about. Would you like, so they invite people. I think that's a key thing. And if somebody brings up something and, and says, well, it doesn't really matter, really pay attention to, again, what they're not saying. So it's this whole thing in terms of what a leader can do is raise your awareness, raise your perception so that you pay attention to when listening may be an important time. We call it listening moment. Look for those opportunities where there may be a listening moment and then adopt that listening mindset that says, this person may be telling me something important. I want to keep an open mind so I really hear what they say. Wow. I think I love that. Well, we got about less than about uh, a minute here, about 40, 40 seconds to our first break. Anything that you would like to summarize or add to uh, add to our your talking points here? Just that we need to be aware of how many distractions we have in our world and how much effort it takes initially to de- decide that I'm going to give my focus attention to that person and recognize I may get distracted, but instead of judging myself or getting distracted, just say, oops, I'm, I'm letting my mind wander and bring it back to focus on that person. So, you know, we want to be yeah. gentle with ourselves as we're trying to adopt a new behavior. Well, I love that. Everybody, we are li- looking to grow strong leaders in teams. We're here with Merit Bell. We have to go to break, but we'll be right back. We've just touched the tip of the iceberg here. There is more to come and how to become a stronger leader and grow your team. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us here, we're here today with Meredith Bell, and she is talking about grow strong leader in teams. 
Again, if you are in the leadership role or perhaps be new to a leadership role, this is the show for you. So we encourage those that just joined us to listen to the show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice American Influencers Channel. There was a wealth of information that Meredith had shared here in the first segment, and we got more to come here in the second segment. So Meredith, when we look at leaders, you talked about like what being a strong leader is and the communication process and using active listening. Let's talk about like, you know, you, you talked about like before about how people like to be related to and understood. When it comes to that word appreciation, why is that it's so important that leaders, you know, really recognize that on a daily basis with the people they work with and the people that they're working for? Well, research has shown people tend to get a lot more criticism than praise. And so there's an, you know, there's a lack of a balance there between the two. And we all need to know when we're doing things right so we know to continue them. And I've heard some managers who are less enlightened about this say, well, why should I have to, you know, look for things to praise about people? That's what I'm paying them for. That to me reflects a lack of understanding of human nature and what we need as human beings. It's not just to stroke the person's ego. It's to help them realize what you're doing counts. You know, the way you did this made a difference. And so if they don't have that information, then it's hard for them to know what is it they could do to up-level their game. And so it serves a very practical purpose. Mm. The other thing that to me is so powerful in becoming more aware of of looking for opportunities to express appreciation is is the elevation that it does. And I want to explain that because I just think this is very powerful. I first heard it from Dan Sullivan on a podcast he and Joe Polish did called 10X Talk. And Dan was talking about the definition of appreciation and how we think of it, you know, when we think of um, increasing in value as it relates to real estate that we might own or stocks that we've bought, we want them to appreciate, right? But we don't always think of that word in terms of a person's value. How can we increase the value of another human being? Well, there are two elements at work here. One is in our own minds. So let's imagine there's someone you work with or even live with that you tend to have a a tense relationship with. You know, there's often conflict or tension or, you know, lack of a harmony. And so what if the next time you were going to have a conversation with that person, you took a few minutes to just think about what are the different ways this person adds value to me? What are the ways this person contributes to my life, to our work? So that, and, and it's even more powerful if you write those things down. What you're doing is you're prepping your mind to think about and approach this person in a positive way. It's setting a positive intention. And so what happens then when you actually sit down with that person is that's in the forefront of your mind. And it isn't that you should start listing, oh, these are the things I appreciate about you. It's the attitude it allows you to bring 
to the conversation that causes you to interact with them differently. And it's a, it's a benefit to you and to them. Because when you are increasing a person's value in your mind, you're appreciating them, then it also, when you interact with them, increases their value in their own mind. So imagine the impact if you are helping to elevate another person's self-esteem, you know, and another person's confidence, how much more productive, how much more joy will they actually bring to the work? or to their interactions with you when you have this attitude, as opposed to coming into it expecting, you know, here we're going to go again, round three. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole different sense and feeling that happens. So the dynamic has the opportunity to change. And this idea of expressing appreciation to increase the value of the person in your mind and their mind is huge. Wow, I love that. And and in terms of appreciation, I mean, what are some of the things that you could add on to that? Like things that that organizations can be doing, whether if people are you know in the office, not in the office, or a combination thereof. What are some ideas that you could share with some of the leaders that are at various levels listening to this? Sure. Episode? Well, it goes back. I'll give a real practical example. Let's say, Chris, that you and I were in a meeting together, and I was leading the meeting. And you notice that this other person over here, let's say Sue, hadn't contributed yet. And so you might speak up and say, hey, Meredith, you know, we haven't heard from Sue yet. I'd really like to know what her ideas are. And Sue brings up the best idea of the meeting, right? So I I could let that go. I could um, ignore what you had done. But if I'm keeping my radar up for opportunities to express appreciation. What I'll do is after the meeting, pull you aside or even in front of the group, say, hey, Chris, I am so glad you asked Sue to to speak up because look at what she just contributed. This is awesome. What a great result. So recognizing someone else and expressing appreciation, if you do it in front of the group, that sends the message to everybody. It's okay to speak up. You know, because what if my ego had gotten in the way and I went, Chris, I'm running this meeting. You know, I know who has and hasn't spoken up yet. See, I can get my ego in the way and, you know, destroy the whole (laughs) of the meeting. But if I'm if I'm coming from a place of wanting to look for how can I appreciate the participants of this meeting and draw them out, that has such a different profound impact on the dynamics within the meeting and afterwards. Yes, I, I agree. That is so, so true. And, and it's encouraging. Like I, when I hear appreciation, I, I immediately think of the word that follows is that I'm encouraged. I'm mm-hmm. encouraged to, mm-hmm. you know, look to do more, you know, even, even though sometimes I might feel overwhelmed, you know, it, it, you know, in the real world and whatever role that somebody has, but you feel encouraged to keep doing it, to keep to do more. Yes. And another aspect of this is when you give positive feedback to someone, being specific is really important because Mm. it doesn't mean as much as you say, oh, Chris, you're great. You know, you're wonderful versus being very specific. I really appreciate 
you're, you know, speaking up and asking Sue to contribute her idea, it made a big difference in the result of the meeting so that we are really reinforcing the behaviors we want to see continue by being specific about what they were and describing them in detail. Well, it just, I mean, what I gathered, what you just said, just hit home what you talked about in the first segment with the communication that you were listening, but also you were very specific, clear, and concise with what you came back with, because you're not saying, Hey, you're great. Well, what does that mean? You know, it's not going to register. They may go back to some other way that wasn't great, but if you told them exactly like shared with them, what was great, that they're more likely to have that top of mind to continue to do that. Would that be safe to say for That's what I heard. Absolutely. Yes. And here's another twist. And that is asking people for feedback about your own behavior, because Mm. that's another area that leaders get tripped up. You know, we, we, when we get in a leadership role, sometimes we feel like we have to know it all. We have to be perfect, you know? And so there's this fear of being human, of, of making a mistake, of admitting we've made a mistake or even apologizing. And so if we can be proactive and ask people, and here's a great question any leader at any level can ask. What's one thing I could do differently to make your experience working with me a better one? It's so simple, and yet yeah. we're afraid of what we're going to hear. So a lot of times we don't ask that. But we can be surprised because sometimes what somebody wants from us is so simple. Yeah. And we just hadn't been aware of it. It was a blind spot. And so to seek feedback is another way of creating a safe, you know, environment where people Absolutely. thrive because they're not walking on eggshells wondering if you're going to explode over something they say, you know, or you react badly. But instead, if you're asking them, tell me, tell me, wow, that makes them feel relieved that they can also be human. <laughs> no, it is important. so true. I mean, again, you're just, you just, what you, what I keep hearing from you is just how you're reinforcing the importance of being specific, clear, and concise, like, and reinforcing like that behavior that actually is working versus not working. Cause it could go either way, but it's not that we're putting people on the spot. Like you're looking for ways that how do we work together to make things even better than what you've already been doing good, or perhaps some things that could use an improvement. How can we work together to make that? I, that's what I got got from what you just talked about. And appreciation and encouragement is so key. What would be some some tips that you could share with the listeners and those listening later about what how they could go about getting better at showing appreciation? Maybe perhaps, I don't know if it means appreciating themselves first, but if you could share that, I would love to hear that. And I'm sure the audience would too. You know, you just made a really important point. And that is we have to value ourselves. If we mm-hmm. don't, that's when we our egos get in the way and we tend to get defensive or react negatively about behavior somebody else engages in that we take personally. And so if, if we can appreciate our own strengths and recognize I'm a learner, I am growing you know, I still have opportunities to learn and let others around us know that I'm not perfect. I'm working as hard as I can, but I welcome your input. And then for expressing appreciation, I would just emphasize, keep your radar up, 
look for ways, no matter where they are. You know, I think, Chris, one key thing people can do is no matter what situation they're in, what, what opportunity is presenting itself for them to make a positive statement? Even when I'm checking out at the grocery store, if the cashier has been particularly quick and you know efficient, I will say that. Thank you so much for being so efficient and getting my groceries through and into the bag so fast. Hardly anybody even talks to these people, you know, when they're checking out. And so to acknowledge something that someone has done that you personally have benefited from, stating that is a way of brightening up someone else's day that, you know, could have a ripple effect. They could have been having a bad day. So it, it doesn't cost us anything to say a kind, appreciative word to someone else. So I think the key underlying principle there is look for it. Look for it. Wow. I love that. And, you know, I I was just at, I was at a training uh, for a group of dentists. When was it? Thursday. And they had this video of, he's now a coach in the NBA, but he was actually an all-star basketball player back in the early 2000s. His name was Steve Nash. And he was a team player. He was a player that, you know, would, you know, he wouldn't, he's not going to score all majority of the points, but he had a lot of assists and he was a team player, meaning that he would high five you, fist pump you, elbow you, you know, a pat on the butt, which now you can't do that in the workplace, but, but just the, the, the camaraderie, the team that, that went such a long way and made the difference in, in where he played on, on several winning teams during his during his pro career and now what he's carried on as a coach with the Brooklyn Nets. It's amazing. So we, you just illustrated that perfectly. And that's, I remember watching that video on Thursday thinking like that, that, that was, well, he appreciated his players, you know, you know, in, and even when they were losing, like finding ways to be optimistic and we we're, we're, we're still in this mm-hmm. and, and, and it just goes a long way. It's contagious in a way, I believe. It is. It, it, yeah. It definitely is. People are watching for your behavior, for what, how you respond to different situations. And one of the questions as a leader we can ask ourselves is, is what I'm about to say going to inspire others, you know, to be better or would it have a negative impact in some way? And so to pause long enough to think through what kind of response in this situation is appropriate for serving everyone who's impacted by it in a positive way. I think that's so important, even during challenging times to, to send the message, we can do this together. You know, we can attack this problem. We have the creativity, we have the talent, we're capable of doing this. And so having that confidence in yourself and confidence in your team and conveying that verbally and just through all of your actions, the way you interact with each person goes a huge long way to keep the energy of the team positive and moving in the right direction. Yeah, I, 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 I got what I got that when we're talking about appreciation any, we have about just about a minute and a half to our next break, Meredith. What would you uh, like to share? Any additional points or anything you want to summarize about the importance of appreciation and how that encourages 
people to be more and become more in their role? Yes. Everyone needs appreciating. I'll never forget a conference I went to where the fellow that was running this was a millionaire many times over. I went up to tell him how much I appreciated certain things that had happened at the conference so far. And I have done, had done this consistently at other conferences he had put on. He said, Meredith, you're such a positive person. Can I get you to call me every day? <laughs> <laughs> and I say that again, not out of ego about how great I am, but to make the point, everybody, no matter what level of success they achieve, needs this appreciation because we all hear negative comments we face negative circumstances. Yeah. Life is hard, Chris. You know? Absolutely. We have these challenges. Yeah. So how can we be a light to others? Absolutely. So true. Well, I love this. I, I'm a firm believer from what you've shared. And, and, and it just, re- like I said, reinforced that video I watched about Steve Nash at this conference that I was at Thursday that just reinforced everything that you said and just hit home for me. And it is so true. And that's what separates great leaders from average ones and companies that that practice this leadership across the board. We got more to come with Meredith Bell here about grow strong leaders and and teams. And we got another segment coming up, but we got to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Grow Strong Leaders and Teams. We're here with Meredith Bell. She is the co-founder and president of Performance Support Systems. And we've been discussing the all the the process of becoming a strong leader and building a strong team. We highly encourage you to listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. Again, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Again, a new social media 
community platform, which takes all the noise out of social media, no notifications, and helping to bridge and bring together people that went to school or perhaps meeting people for the first time. This is a great way to build a a community uh, engagement where you can share ideas, share memories, and share new experiences with people that you went to school with, uh, depending upon when you graduated. So it'd be a great place to meet new people. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. And for what I heard, they have a lot of great affinity programs helping those that are in their own business as well and tons of content. So check them out at your convenience at alumnidirect.com. So Meredith, we, we were talking about on the last segment, appreciation and why it's so important when it comes to building strong leaders and growing a strong team. There's also power from, and I we've had this guest um, in the past, uh, Mark Victor Hansen. He had written a book in this area, but asking questions. Why, you know, that people, they when they hear it, they're like, yeah, I know, yeah, questions are important. But are we really asking important questions? Are these questions helping us as strong leaders to really generate more from people that want to become more? And that obviously leads to better results in our organizations. Can you talk about the power of asking questions and and how to break how you break that down for leaders? Sure. By the way, I love Mark's book, Ask. Yes. I've read it. It's it's excellent. So for leaders, you know, one of the roles that I think is really important is that of coach. And, you know, some managers cringe when they hear that. It's like, I can't take on one more thing. Well, this isn't really taking on another thing. It's, again, a way of being with people as part of being a manager or a leader. And so when we learn to ask good questions, what we're really doing is training people, teaching them to think for themselves. Because when we ask the right kinds of questions, we reduce dependency on us. If you are a leader who has people constantly interrupting you, coming to you to ask permission or ask your opinion for everything they before they decide to do it, then this segment is really important for you because when you can learn to ask good questions, you're going to save yourself so much time. You'll reduce your overwhelm and feel great because you're really helping to prepare future leaders and and having people be more self-reliant. So what does that look like? If somebody comes to you and says, hey, Chris, what should I do about such and such? What you can do instead of feeling like, "Uh uh-oh, I better have the answer here, relax and simply say, well, what have you considered so far? You know, what options are you looking at? What are the pros and cons of each one of them? So if you can get people to do that kind of thinking before they come to you, then often all they need to come to you with is, here's what I've been thinking about. Here's what I'd like to do. Here's why I want to do it. Can can I have a go with you? You know, so it saves a lot of time in the long run rather than having to have this detailed discussion and feel like you're the one that has to come up with the answer every time. It's so much better to get them to think through what would happen if you did that? You know, what would be the potential fallout or benefits if you go that route so that they do that pre-thinking before having the conversation with you. I think what I heard there, I mean, and 
when I think about asking questions and getting, I mean, this is a great way to solve problems, you know, because we're going to have problems, especially in any business. You know, they're gonna, a lot of times beyond our control, but there are certain things that we can control. Can you discuss a little bit more how leaders can get better at not only asking better questions to help bring the team together to solve these challenges, but also inspiring people to take greater roles in solving their own problems, you know, whether if it's in their role and how that impacts others that they're working with, you know, to solve bigger problems? Well, I think one thing is to learn how to ask questions that help people process mistakes and setbacks. Mm. And I'll be glad to share some specific questions they can ask. So they may want to get out (laughs) pencil or whatever they use to take notes. (laughs) Because I think this is so helpful. And by the way, this, again, is something great for parents to use with their kids. Instead of being in that mode of telling, directing, saying you should have done this, instead, we're we're adopting this curious mind where we're getting them to think about it. And if they say, I don't know, just be comfortable with being silent for several seconds, often you don't have to wait that long. When they see that you're not going to jump in and provide the answer, (laughs) they're going to come up with something to say because they can't stand the silence. (laughs) So the first thing when, when somebody, let's say, has a setback, a disappointment, maybe a sale didn't go through, maybe you know, a customer left, who knows, they had something go wrong. So the first thing is to simply ask what happened. And how did you feel about it? So we get at that left brain, the sequence of events and the right brain, what was my emotion as a part of that? So that's step one to kind of get the lay of the land, right? But then the second question is getting at their motivation. So you ask, well, why do you think it happened that way? Again, not judging, but just getting them to think through, okay, so what assumptions was I making? What what? What conclusions was I drawing? What what was that that was going on in my head? Or what was I assuming about the other person that caused me to react this way? All of this analysis helps you and them get a better understanding of what, what it was that went on so they can change it. And then the third thing, of course, is looking at, well, so what was the outcome? What were the consequences? Did things turn out the way you hoped? Or did they not? Sometimes you know that up front, but it's helpful to get them to articulate that. What were you hoping for and what happened instead? And then the fourth thing is looking at, okay, so what would you do differently next time to get them to come up with a solution? What you're helping them do is actually wire their brain for a new way of approaching this situation Mm -hmm. so that they have that in mind for the next time. And then the final question could be, well, what could you do now? Is there anything you could do? Because maybe they need to go talk to this person that the you know situation happened with and do something to set it straight. But getting them to think about what could you do now versus what could you do in a future situation. So all of those together serve the purpose of pausing long enough to let someone learn from that experience. Mm. Because too often, you know, Chris, in our workplaces, we're just so busy. So we go from thing to thing to thing. And we often repeat these mistakes 
and never learn from them. And so we beat our heads against the wall going, oh, why did I do that again? <laughs> when we didn't take time to process it. So if we as a leader or a parent or a coworker can provide the other person with this opportunity to slow down long enough to get learnings from this situation, then I bring a better mind to the next situation in terms of handling it. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. It's so, so true. And and then, like you said, we're more likely to learn because now it really has a chance to absorb and sink in mm-hmm. there. Those are some great, mm-hmm. great points. What would be some other things that you could share about, you know, asking? I mean, we talked about, you know, problem solving, but also, you know, ways to encourage, like, because you, you, you kind of touched on it on the first segment in ways that people could come up with ideas. Sometimes if we're asking thought-provoking questions or kind of peeling back the onion, it could, somebody could come up with something that could be the, the, the idea that's going to make a difference in their organization or doing something different that could help mm-hmm. them generate more business. Well, you know, oftentimes the setting for coming up with something really creative is because of something that's holding us back you know, a problem we keep butting up against or, you know, either sales aren't where we want them to be or our customer service, you know, we're losing customers. It could be all kinds of things. So getting people to just become playful and say, what can we do that would just, you know, seems impossible at the moment, but if we played with it, it could really turn out to be something quite creative for us. So we we allow people to have fun. If we, you know, are always serious, and I'm guilty of this, so I'm, you know, speaking to myself <laughs> here too. If we tend to be taking on this challenge as something really serious and we're so intent about it, that actually blocks our creativity. Creativity flows when we have a lighter feeling about things, right? Yes. And so, if we can set the stage and smile even, you know, and ask questions that uh, encourage people to play with ideas and build on them and not allow them to criticize, you know, that's to me a part of listening too is thinking about as I'm listening to somebody who presents an idea, what do I like about that? What could I build on as opposed to what about that won't possibly work because we're, we're limiting people when we do that. So guarding ourselves against judging and criticizing and coming up with why not and, and encouraging them to look at how could we make that work? What's one thing we could do to move us in that direction so that they start opening up their own minds about what's possible? That's mm-hmm. huge. So I think that's another aspect of asking questions. What are some questions that I could ask that would cause people to think outside the box that we've artificially imposed in this situation. There is no box (laughs) in reality, right? We create the box. (laughs) That is so true. And, and, and like, again, it comes back to that communication, what you say, I mean, that's what keeps sinking in everything you've talked about and why that's really so, so important. We got about four minutes to the, to the close of the show, Meredith, in the last couple of minutes, before we, we let people know how to get in contact with you, 
What are some closing points that you would really like to share or drive home from really, you know, if somebody like can say they can walk away from today's episode that, that they could take that first step to growing into a strong leader to grow and build or build and build a stronger team for themselves. Sure. Almost every communication skill has as the foundation listening. So if I can become a better listener, it's going to improve all aspects of my interactions with other people. I I mentioned earlier about asking for feedback about my own behavior. If I'm willing to listen without getting defensive and justifying, explaining, rationalizing why I did what I did, I'm going to learn some things about what people want and need from me. And when I respond in a way that that says, thank you, and I'm going to commit to improving on that, and I need your help, because this is a pattern I've had over the years. And when you see me doing something that I've been doing, please bring it to my attention. So that to me is an overall attitude to have, communicating to other people, I am not perfect. I'm working to be a really good leader for you all, with you all, but I need your help too. You know, we're in this together. And so to, to say, I am a guide with you, I'm learning as you're learning and not put myself on a pedestal as being better than that makes a huge difference in people's willingness to be honest and open And only in that kind of honesty and openness can we really get the best performance of people in the workplace. Wow. Wow. I just love what you shared. I I cannot wait to listen to this show in its entirety again. You shared a wealth of information. And I wish I could go on for another hour talking this. You shared so much great information. I would like to see if you could share with the audience a little bit about what you're working on, what you're up to, anything you would like to offer them, and best, how can they reach and get in contact with you for more information around leadership and growing stronger leaders and teams. Thank you, Chris. Um, We have set an audacious goal to sell a million copies of our books, Connect With Your Team and Peer Coaching Made Simple, because we are so aware that there's so much pain and suffering in the workplace that has as its foundation people not communicating with each other well. So I've been you know, talking to decision makers in companies that already are committed to growing the leaders and developing the people, because I found it's too hard to try to push against people that don't understand or don't want to understand how important the people side is. So um, that's what I'm so excited about these days. And people can learn more about us, our books, my podcast, Grow Strong Leaders, at growstrongleaders.com. And there's a schedule a call with Meredith button there. If they want to talk to me, I'd be happy to have a conversation and they can connect with me on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Wow. Well, we highly encourage everyone that's listening and those that will be listening later to reach out to Meredith, uh, go to the website, reach out to her, make a schedule, a meeting with her, get some more information because she is someone that can definitely help scale your business unit, your organization to the next level. And we are so thankful, Meredith, to have you on the show. And thank you for your time today. Thank you, Chris. I've loved our conversation. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you each and every week joining us here the Sustainable Success Way. 
Our show would not be where it's at because you are the difference. And we are here for you each and every week to bring in guests like Meredith that sharing their words of wisdom, their experience in helping you to move your business forward, including your personal success. Till next time, have a great rest of your day and rest of your week. And we'll see you next Thursday at 12 p.m. East Coast time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.